our amazing gamer army. I hope everyone had an awesome week in the gaming arena. We, um, we've got a special treat for you all this week. We're really excited about it. Um, we won't be joined by our two other hosts, Ben and Heather, this week. They've got a couple more family issues going on, but hopefully next week we'll get them back. Uh, but with that, we do actually have ourselves a little guest star today, boys and girls, and we are super, super excited to have them on the show. Um, and we're really excited to kind of just go in depth with him about the, the game that we're going to be talking about today. Um, but boys and girls, you are joined by three hosts today, myself, Bryce, the commander of the army, the queen of the We Suck at Everything army, Hannah, and our amazing guest star, Penguin. Uh, Penguin, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, Bryce. I'm doing good. It's been a pretty eventful morning, should I say to say to less. I've been uh, upstreaming for a couple hours, you know? All that uh, great stuff of uh, our fine game called Warzone. Uh, hey. How have you been doing, my dude? I've been doing good, man. I've been doing good. I woke up a little late today, but hey, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Hannah, how you doing today? I'm doing really good. Thank you, guys. I'm excited. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Um, Penguin, since our viewers don't really know you too, too well yet, um, let's have them get to know you a little bit here. Uh, so I got a couple questions for you. My first question for you is, what is the first game that you were, uh, sorry, what is the first game that you ever played? Oh, shit. Oh, dude, this might date me a little bit. I mean, I'm not that old, but you know, I'm going back to like the Sonic Sega era, like fucking... Back the back of those good old glory days, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So then, with that said, what would be your all-time favorite game? Oh uh, shoot, dude. I mean, I, I grew up on like some of the the, the golden days. Like you, you're talking about, like Mega Man. Uh, you're talking about like Pac Man, all those like retro games and whatnot. And you got Androids and Asteroids and all that. And it's so. I mean, I couldn't really narrow it down to one particular one for say um but i mean i i stuck with like the call of duty series and the franchise for the last like 10 plus years so i would say that probably trumps all right now <laughs> got you okay and also just another quick question then just because everyone knows that you're streaming i posted in the discord if you aren't a part of the discord you all need to get part of the discord it's simple and easy just hit the link um what are you streaming on? Me, I stream on uh, a pre-built PC. I bought it. It's a nice uh, Nitro Acer. Uh, it's a simple 1650 graphics card with a iCore 5 in it. Nothing too fancy, you know, but it gets it gets the job done. <laughs> okay. So actually, then with that answering that question, then I have another question for you. So you're playing on PC. Are you playing mouse and keyboard or are you playing on controller? I actually play on controller. Uh, I'm a diehard controller guy. I've I, ever since I got introduced to the paddles, I've never seen a reason to go over to the mouse and keyboard. Um, that plus my uh, my mechanics are a little bit uh, rusty to say the, le the least. <laughs> the mouse and key. <laughs> I, I can go from controller god to mouse and keyboard bot real fast. Let's just say that. <laughs> well there you go boys and girls now now you know that penguin over here is a bot on the mouse and keyboard <laughs> well i'm i'm glad that we were able to kind of let the listeners get to know you a little bit better um we are going to go ahead and jump into our announcement section really quick um before we get into the game of the game of the week boys and girls 
We have a Discord channel. Um, we also have our TikTok profiles. Uh, we got everything. We got all the socials. If you're not part of any of the socials, hit the link tree that's in the description and start joining them up. I mean, the Discord channel in itself, we have a, a dinner channel. I mean, there's so many great dinner recipes in there that, like, I've got enough food for the next fucking month, man. It's insane. So if you're not part of that Discord channel, make sure you get part of that Discord channel. Also, boys and girls, our restock for Dubby is coming in very soon, and we are super excited with this new restock that's coming in. We're also going to be getting ourselves a new flavor that I guarantee will sell out the first day that it's released. So remember, remember, get on to Dubby.com and use code We Suck at Everything. That is W S A E Army, all caps for a ten percent discount on Dubby. I mean, don't miss out. Hannah and I are super excited for this restock that's coming in. We've already put in our orders. We were just saying last night how we can't wait for it to come in because we really need some W in our lives. So don't forget, use the code WSAE Army, all caps for a 10% discount off of Dubby. And with that, that does do it for our announcements for the day. Not much going on. Um, we are going to get into the game, which is war zone boys and girls it is war zone this week i know that uh we said that we were gonna kind of skip off of the war zone for a little bit but you know there's just so much stuff going on with it that it's time to just get into it so i'm gonna go ahead and lead us lead the pack into this game this week so let's see we got april 10th so our playlist for the week caldera is battle royale Solos, duos, trios, quads, of course. And then Rebirth Island, we have Resurgence, solos, duos, trios, quads. We also have Palo 12v12. I think Penguin is actually playing a little bit of that this morning. It was interesting to watch. Um, and Blood Money quads as well. Wow, Penguin, that means you were playing solo quads Blood Money this morning? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I was 1v4 in teams. So that when you seen those team wipes coming up, yeah, that was that was the whole team, bud. <laughs> a savage over here. A straight savage. <laughs> um, and then I see a little side note that says Rebirth Reinforce ends April 13th at 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So make sure that you're getting in. If you haven't gotten in on this new map additions, make sure you get in. Before the 13th, otherwise you're... I don't know what they're going to do with this map after this. I mean, Hannah, do you have any thoughts on what they might do with this map after? Um, I have no idea what they're going to do afterwards. I was going to ask Penguin, do you like the new reinforced map? I actually quite enjoy it. I mean, it's it's a it's a new scenery. It's a lot lot more going on. I like the, what they did with the lighting, with the balancing and whatnot. It's it's more easy to de depict the, the little details that you normally wouldn't be able to see due to like shaders, shading problems or simple things not rendering due to like the, the black on black kind of ordeal, right? You know what I mean? Or like like certain bushes, like you just couldn't see them due to the shadows that were cast upon it. It just wasn't rendering correctly. So I, I quite I quite enjoy the, the the like the simple things that they have changed like to the overall perspective of it. And I feel that it's something that they can definitely grow upon. I wouldn't I, I would if I were them, I probably wouldn't take it out to be honest. Yeah, I am a little surprised that they're getting rid of it. I guess I just thought this was going to be permanent. I didn't realize it was ending. Yeah, I'm I'm a little curious to see what they do here. I mean, because 
to be honest, I, I love the additions that they did to this. I mean, I would be okay if they just kept it this way. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm going to be disappointed if after, um, after this, that we just go back to the regular old map. I, I feel like that's just going to be very disappointing and kind of dropping the ball a little bit. Um, so I'm really hoping that maybe we get ourselves a new map after this. I don't know. There's a lot of rumors I mean, going around. I mean, maybe, maybe once, maybe they might be taking it away temporarily. Maybe they'll bring it back when Warzone Two drops out. Maybe they'll do something like what they did with Warzone, right? You had the war, you had your normal BR, and then you had your resurgence mode. So maybe they'll bring it back then. Maybe. Maybe I, I don't know. There's, there's really not a lot of rumors like. I mean, there's a lot of rumors, but there's just not a lot of rumors on what they're going to do. Um, there, There's no leaks. There's nothing. I mean, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing with this. Um, but we did get a patch note on April 6th. There's not much to it. They just fixed a couple bugs, it looks like. Uh, fixed an issue with uh, descript- Sorry, fixed an issue with the description text for several perks. I penguin, did you ever have this issue? Because I don't think I did. Uh, to be honest with you, man, I didn't really pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like some of these bug fixes, I feel like there's way bigger bug fixes out there. Uh, the other one is fixed an issue in the operator selection menu that would kick players back to the play menu. Uh, that just. Okay, thank you for fixing that. Now my teammates won't get annoyed when they try to select something and get kicked out, and we're trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. Uh, fixed various descriptive texts and labels on store bundles. This just looks like they're fixing texts. Like, what the fuck? Are you telling there's, me this? The simplest. There's so many bigger problems. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The simplest of things, just typing letters on a fucking computer, and we're saying that that's fucked up? All right. Um, they also fixed various... Just, uh, nope, I already read that one. Fixed an issue causing new players to encounter a dev error 6036 upon entering training mode. Bro, so you're telling me people who just downloaded the game, never played it before, get a dev error just for the training? Oh, man, this game is fucking broke. <laughs> Fuck, oh, <that> so <laughs> dude. Fuck me, man. That's fuck, dude. I don't need. I just got nothing for it. Got nothing fucking for it. Um, but 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 but. And on the Raven tweeting, let's see. We didn't really got nothing. Uh, they fixed an issue, uh, where players were experiencing corrupted loadout data. That's been broke for like four months. I guarantee it's still not fixed. <laughs> uh, also in the Warzone gaming community. I love this. This is going to be hilarious. We're going to see 30 million of these bitches running around the whole fucking map. So Call of Duty, uh, I know a lot of you probably know that Snoop Dogg plays it. And we are officially getting his skin. Call of Duty Mobile looks like they have already gotten it. Mobile gets everything. They care more about the mobile game than they care about the real damn game. So, okay. Um, but mobile got the Snoop Dogg operator April 1st. Uh, some players got it in a lucky drawing. Cool. And then we will get Snoop Dogg on Vanguard and Warzone on April 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, so that makes it like 
1 o'clock Eastern Time and 12 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, I don't know what it is Central Time. I think it's the same. Uh, but they Call of Duty did want you to know that the mobile Snoop Dogg is completely different than the Vanguard and Warzone bundle. Uh, so if you play on mobile with the Snoop Dogg character, it's not going to be the same when you come over to the real game, uh, which I guess, I, I don't know. I, I honestly have played Call of Duty mobile. I don't know if Penguin has before. I know Hannah hasn't. But honestly, Call of, the Call of Duty mobile game is built 400 times better than the actual game. Uh, Penguin, have you played any of the mobile before? I play. I briefly played it back when, it, like, I, I like when back when it like first came out, but I haven't really played it too much lately, right? I mean, I spend a lot of time streaming and working, so it takes up a little too much of my time, right? Yeah, no, I definitely definitely understand that. I know though. What's crazy though is that people are streaming this mobile game, and they're hooking up their controllers to like their iPads and their tablets and stuff like that, and they're streaming this game. Um, onto like Twitch and Facebook and YouTube and shit like that and like making content from it. And it's just crazy to me that more people enjoy the mobile game than the actual game itself. Yeah, it's the un unfortunate reality of what this game has come to. Yeah, it is the unfortunate. Um, but like I said, that's Warzone for us. But let's get into it. Let's get a little bit in depth on Warzone here. Um, Penguin is a pretty uh actually i'm gonna say this penguin is a great player um he's got like a one point what's your kd penguin uh, it's only a one three six but everybody i play with says it should be higher but if you know me i'm that guy i'm that goofball that'll take a crossbow with explosive tips and push one v four and sometimes Ex i make it out sometimes i don't you know <laughs> exactly exactly so <laughs> penguin um since you've kind of got that high end uh kd Walk us through, walk us through your game strategy, um, and let, let's just do let's say quads here. Walk us through your game strategy in a quads rebirth match. In a quads match, usually we do a two v two split, depending on what group we're with, depending on the the skill base level of some of the players. So I, I play with anybody from a point four KD up to a like three four KD sometimes. So it depends on who I'm with. But if it's like an average KD lobby, we'll do a two two split. That way, then you get better feel for the game it's more fast paced it's it's more of an adrenaline rush and when you do that uh, 2v4 it, it makes you feel like you are that step above of everybody right it makes you think more strategically strategically about the position that you're in how you approach to how you approach your group where you are this like what spot you're in the map you're at it makes you think about everything a little bit differently versus where with your with four you have double the footsteps that you're trying to to, to try to separate where when it's two, you only have you and your buddy, so you know genuinely your buddy's at one spot or you're at the other. You're not listening to the overlay of steps. It makes the audio so much more better, so much more clear. So it makes it just that much more playable, if you, in my opinion, right? Yes, it's a little bit more tricky, but once you get to you get used to it, maybe you'll die a few times. Maybe you'll get mad. Trust me, I got real mad <laughs> in the beginning of it. Um, but it, it helps you develop a better um, a map awareness and better sense of what you're doing, right? And then it makes you think about the situation before you approach it. So, like, genuinely, I play either I have, like, a, something for long range, something for close range, something that my close range usually good mobility, uh, decent damage output. It doesn't need to be best because 
if you've got good movement, chances are those guys aren't hitting their shots anyways, right? So it's one of those things where get the pick, get one or two down. If you got one down, sweet, rotate up. If you got your stuns, grenades, whatever you play with, depending on how you do it, again, everybody plays different. You approach that situation with with the play style, right? So like when me and you play together, you you genuinely know how a little bit of how we play, right? Like most of the times if we're in trios, we stick together. Well, the trios, you get that oddball. Sometimes, uh, again, I'll take on the whole team, not realizing that you guys are good two, 300 meters away, right? <laughs> so that's that's basically what I come get out of it, right? I did have a question for you, Penguin. When you get closer to like the final circle, we haven't, with Ben and Heather at least, we don't really do a lot of splitting up as much. But when you do for your teams and stuff like that, when you get closer to the final circle, are you guys together or are you like on opposite sides of that final circle? So we, we play, we, we kind of still do like the, the sort of like 2v2 split, but we play it in a, in a respectable distance, right? So during like final circle, genuinely, you, you're, you're trying not to be more than like 25, 30 meters away from each other. That way, then you don't get the audio overlay if someone happens to be close to you. But you still have that av uh, availability that if your teammate is getting shot at, you can come and assist it from a different angle, right? You have that diversity of you you now own more of the circle, right? Instead of narrowing yourself down to maybe one building or one tent or or et cetera, right? So that way then maybe if your teammate gets picked off, when that ping comes up on the map, it doesn't show that you're together. And if they see that you're apart, it sets panic in in the players. Some like not all players, but some players say like, "Oh shoot, they're they're behind us, or they're to the left." Or then they start to they start to overthink things, right? And then that genuinely gives you that that that, that advantage. It makes them like they they just lose their thought process of how they were going to play it, right? So depending on how the, how it is, sometimes the element of surprise can really help you in that final circle. And with that two v two split, it it kind of gives you that that advantage of the, the multiple angles, right? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. I know for us, every time we stick together, we pretty much just get team wiped in 30 seconds. So. <laughs> and that's the unfortunate part, right? Cause as soon as one goes down, if they get that finish, they know exactly where all three of you guys are. And chances are, if it's a, if it is a, an, an aggressive team, or even if it's not like a demon team, like some, most aggressive players or any average player, Soon as they know where you are, it's it's uh, four stack on on them, right? So like for example, if we're two two split, you guys are in a building, we get one pick. Chances are the two that already got the pick on you guys got an angle, and we're approaching from another angle. And if they got any pings, for example, if you're in like tents, all those tents are shootable, so I can shoot you through any angle of those tents. So if they get a ping on you, or if they got combat scout, I already know where you are. And as as a, I guess somebody that plays a little too much you, you you start to learn that well once the ping is where the ping is too the diamond shape right at the bottom of the diamond shape is right where the players too i like it honestly right? that's a that's a really good strategy um i it, it does it's not it sounds really smart this is why this is why he's the op player this is why he gets the more dubs <laughs> and this is why we got him on the show today is to learn some stuff <laughs> Um, so with that being said, and I, and I know this, this is a play style that is being used a lot, um, or at least I think it's being used a lot when you're on the map, 
um, do you encounter a lot of teams running this st- this same play style, or do you kind of just see it the same, or more nut and butt people? Um, so genuinely, you get a an idea of what the the lobby is going to be like just from the pregame. If you drop into the pregame and you you sweat your balls off in it, and you see people that are trying to sweat back, or you, if if they just don't slide cancel or nothing, you you genuinely get an idea. So like if you get a lot of sweaty sweaty players that are slide canceling, bunny hopping, drop shotting, you know already chances are it's going to be a demon lobby. And with that being said, they're either going to be two two split or if you're unlucky, they're a four stack. <laughs> right. So it's it's one of those things that it can be very difficult to combat. But if you approach the situation correctly, still very much doable. Like any player can be killed. It's just one of those things is you gotta get that advantage in your in in your play style. So but it, it comes down to you as an individual and who you play with, right? So if I hop in and I see that nobody's slide canceling, nobody's bunny hopping, nobody's doing anything. I know right away, chances are they're going to be four stacked in a building somewhere. If you see one run into the building, you know, you peek that staircase, you probably got three little, little like mouses just looking at you down the stairs. Like, I'm going to get you. I'm coming. Oh, <laughs> right. So you, true. you know what I mean? Right. So, but, and then, and that being said though, like if you drop into a lobby and everybody's just splatting to the ground, chances are they're on, they're all on a high end console and they know how to time the parachute correctly so that makes right there they already understand the mechanics of the game so chances are strategically they're going to be a good player but it's one of those things i just go into every game now expecting it to be demons and then sometimes i realize it's not quite (laughs) yeah that's so cool though i never ever have like watched the pre-game lobby or whatever the countdown time like i just sit there (laughs) <laughs> I never thought about like watching people or like anything like that. So that's awesome. Now, do you find that pregame lobby just as just as important? I I definitely find that to get an idea. Like I can I can I, I like I can parachute into a game, and if I see every single person floating, chances are they got either a they're streaming and they just want to float, or b they splat to the ground. You genuinely, you know, streamers, right? They don't want to. They don't want to kill everybody in the lobby. That's why I took FBB, FBGG out of my name because people just they just quit, right? If you just start killing everybody in the pregame lobby and they see you're streaming, they're like, "Oh yeah, well fuck this guy. I'm not staying around." <laughs> so, so I, I, a lot of streamers just float or they just splat to the ground. <laughs> I had no idea that there was even a thought process behind any of this. Now I feel like I'm slacking. Right. We we don't we don't want the 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 lower KD people to leave right like we want everybody to be in the lobby and if you got queued into our lobby we don't want you to leave just because you don't think you got a chance right so and then that a lot of like like four or five six KD players it's like if I get into a lobby with one of them and they killed me you know what I'm doing right away right <laughs> we gunning for him baby we gunning for him I, I, if I, I'm going to see if I can get him, a chance is there. It's not going to happen, but <laughs> it, it'll be it'll be a TikTok of how I just got my cheeks clapped in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, still good content. Still good content. <laughs> I mean, there's people that would enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So all good strategies. I'm liking. I love. I really wish we could try. It. I mean, we might have to try out this strategy, Hannah. 
Uh, I mean, I got uh, viewer slash follower games after this. So you guys are more than welcome to join up. <laughs> and maybe we could try it out. Hey, there we go. There we go. There we go. Um, <clears throat> now, when you're when you're loading into a game, and I know you said you're you're the type of guy that will take out that crossbow or the riot shield and the <laughs> rocket launcher just to piss some people off for the content, which I love. <laughs> I, I mean, fuck, for fuck's sakes, I do it myself. I mean, I literally have a – it's called the rat loadout. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love hitting the four-piece with explosive rounds? Right? I mean, it's absolutely hilarious. You can't fucking beat that. So, <laughs> with all of that being said, what's usually your thought process for your guns? Um, are you kind of, like, always using the same gun? Are you uh, maybe grabbing a second loadout in the game to kind of change it up? What, what is your, just your thought process on your, on your loadout? Um, so for for the most part, most of my loadouts, I make them diverse for any situation. So usually I go with a close range weapon with high man maneuverability, but not too much of a bullet drop off on it. Something that's viable within like 20, 25 meters still, but it's going to be still really OP up close, right? And then obviously movement makes a big difference on a lot of those guns. If you've got good movement on the guns, good speed on the guns, there's not too much you really can't do um so like close range mid-range battles you can pretty much handle it with i would say about 90 percent of the smgs that are there depending on your play style um and then i would pair it up with something that's uh diverse in both mid-range and long range so like that's why you don't like when you see me sniping i'm always i always prefer like the car 98 or the spr versus a lot of the other sniper rifles because i find that they're so overpowered from like 15 meters to about 50 meters and in rebirth that is basically all you need right genuinely you're not picking fights outside of that anyways it just doesn't make sense because there's so much going on in such a confined area that you have more people to prioritize around you versus trying to pick those people off right so i find like the the car 98 it just feels so smooth it feels so consistent like quick scoping with it it's it's very nice so i'll use that from like 30 meters up and then i'll use my smg for close range um or if i'm feeling frisky i run with uh i like my xm4 and i also like the ak-47 right it's very good very versatile for like that 20 meters to 70 meter range plus plus some if you can control the recoil but it, it gets a little iffy past that like 100 meter range you know even even for myself i mean on controller it's it, it could be a little funny sometimes, but that's usually where I base my thought process for my loadout is I try to make a class that with the two weapons I have available that they can cover as much of the like scenery and ground and make sure that they're versatile for as much that I have available, right? And so with that, I actually wanted to follow up with a question. Being on the controller, when I watch you on the stream, I don't feel like nauseated or like I get a headache like I usually do when I watch other players using a controller how do you have your settings in such a way that allows you to be so smooth and quick and everything like that I just feel like I didn't realize with you playing on a controller how much I guess better of a gamer I realize that you are because when I switched from controller to keyboard it was a dramatic increase in my kd ratio and my playing style 
um so that with that being said like I, I play on when i play on controller i play on a low sense like very low sense i play on six six and then my ads speed is at a zero eight five like real low so it, it's it's smooth um a lot of my play style like i've already pre-thought about it so like when you see me come around the corner and i look left i look right i've already done that before i like i've already thought about that before i even went through that door pro that door so like when people are like, oh, well, how did he know I was there? It's like, well, nine times out of 10, the, most people are right-handed. So right-handed people, the process is to go right. Everything they want to do is they want to go right. They want to turn right. That's Everything's just so much easier to do right. That's just this what they want to do. This so, genius. I was just oh. talking about this the other day. <laughs> right? So when you're sitting down, a right-handed person wants to go right. So my first process is I come through, I slide, I check the right corner, if you're in the right corner, when I ADS, the aim assist is going to help me slow down my aim so I don't overcorrect it. And then when I have the low ADS, it helps me stay on target because the recoil is more control uh, controllable with it being only a 0, 8, 5. It's not actually 6, right? It's like that happy medium between 5 and 6, right? But yeah. with that being said, since it's on 6 sensitivity, I have that faster movement for left to right when I'm not ADS while I'm still hip fired. So that's why you, ch you see me check my corners while I'm ADS, but my close range gun is always built, built for like sprint to fire to ADS speed. It's always so I can get on that target quick, right? So that's how my play style affects it. So if I come through that door, I check right, you're not in the right corner. I know you went through that door. Then if you're not in the right, you're in the left. <laughs> it's just instant thought process. Unless I've smoked one too many, you know, but. <laughs> I have forgotten that we were even playing. I was so freaking high. I was like just sitting there and I was like, holy shit, are we playing? And they were like, yeah, we're in rebirth. Like we're doing this. And I was like, I thought we're in the pregame lobby. I was so upset. Whoops! <laughs> oh, that was that was a funny day. No lie, that that was pretty funny. Um, so since we're on the topic of settings, and you're you're running on a PC, what's your FOV slider at? I play 120 all the time. 120. Okay. Oh, and but... for those of you who don't know what an FOV slider is, for those console players out there, <laughs> FOV means field of vision. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Um, now, so have you played Warzone on the console or have you only played it just on the PC? Uh, so I grew up on Xbox. I played Xbox like since I was a kid. I, I used to, I never owned one personally, but I spent all my time at my friend's house. Me and my friend, that's all we did was like 12, 15 hours a day, just hard grind, like hard, hard grind, the, the playing Call of Duty, playing Modern Warfare 2, grinding it out. I used to be one of those sweaty kids that you would say is sitting down eating Funyuns, right? Fucking dropping 50 <laughs> kills and like five deaths in a game of multiplayer, just carrying the team to the dub every time, right? As Asking long as Mama I was having for a another good leader. game. That's it, buddy. Hey, hey Mama, like, come on. <laughs> so, with that, with that being said, then, do you feel like your movement is better on the PC since you have more graphics settings that you can change to make your player feel more fluent? Or do you think it, it, there's no really change? So 
a lot of it depends on like the the render in my opinion like how fast your game renders like you can have like my my pc is on the lowest graphic settings but i'm set to i think it's 1980p let me bring it up right quick yeah it's uh nine, 1920 by 1080 and it's set to 100 render and it, it just renders stupid fast with clear quality but it also depends on like my my monitor as well so I play on a 140, 144 hertz monitor, 27 inch screen. But when I play, I don't play on the full set 27 inches. I only play on a 1610 view. Oh, so okay. it's shrunken, right? I did not know that. So, Interesting. Yeah. So I see more and less of an area, if you know what I mean, right? No, I, I do get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. And, 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 and now. With that 1610, do you have to run the 120 FOV or can you throw it up some more or will that mess it up? So I run on the max FOV. I mean, I can I can turn it down if I want. It doesn't right, really matter. Um, so like when I when I play on the 120, I can play. I have the option for full screen, full screen borderless. And you have uh, full screen, I believe it's window stretched or whatever it is. Yep. Or extended window. Um, and I play on just normal full screen. Uh, I found that when I played on the full screen borderless, I would get input lag for like visual lag. So despite the fact that I was actually doing it, that you can see on the screen every now and again that it would miss pixels. <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Well, so then for someone who is coming new and or not even new into the gaming world, someone who's just maybe wanting to look to get a new system and they play controller would you recommend and and they're on the low end base budget would you recommend getting themselves Ugh. a newer console or would you recommend them going the pc route for for more graphics um so i mean right now i mean i, w I would say that it would depend on your budget it, it would all 100 percent depend on your budget if you've always been a console player, the new console is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I've seen a lot of good reviews on it. I've seen a lot of good, great uh, like gameplay from it. Even the PS5, it, it's all great content. It seems to be running really good, great frames. And now that they're bringing the FOV to the, the next-gen console, there's, there's really no difference to a low-end PC versus a high-end console, right? So it, 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 a lot of it will depend on your budget and what, what you would prefer as an individual. The only recommendation I can do is whether you're on PC or whether you're on console, play on a monitor. Your frame rate will be more consistent. The render will be more better. Your gameplay will just be that much more clear because the TV is maxed, maxed at 60 hertz, and you don't Ex get no more. <laughs> exactly. And and if you want more, you're going to have to pay for like a three k like $3,000 TV because... All of the normal TVs we buy don't have the newer HDMI connection, which the uh, 60 hertz and above TVs have, which make it like $3,000 fucking dollars to buy. So yeah, Light Penguin just said, play on a monitor. Playing on your on your 60-inch TV, uh, you're kind of screwing yourself, honestly. Like, you're, you're, you are, you're... your brain can't process that much information. I mean, honestly, that's too big of a screen to even process. I mean, do you agree with me on that, Penguin? Uh, I completely agree, man. It's a lot to take in. Your eyes are trying to scope and, and adjust to how much you have to take in. So that's like me. That being said, like, I was always told the best screen to play on was like a monitor was a 24-inch monitor. But then mm -hmm. I, I found out from a buddy of mine that a tip that if you buy a bigger monitor, put it smaller, the monitor run renders more faster because it's rendering less. 
Interesting. Interest. Huh. I never. Yep. That <laughs> honestly, that that makes right? computer so, sense. <laughs> I I, ga- I gained I gained like 10, 15 frames instantly. <laughs> like it's not much, but it, it's a it's enough to make a difference, especially on a low end PC, right? <laughs> Got you. I mean that that honestly makes a lot of sense. I never thought about it that way. So I'm glad you open open my world up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta love it. Well, um, let's see. What else we got Warzone wise? Um What would you think the most important thing is about winning a game in Warzone? It depends on what game mode you play in. Uh, solos, hands down, positions, uh, play style, uh, map awareness, all play great factors into it. Um, I mean, sometimes you'll see in my stream that I make just, I make some plays that are just like, wait, how the fuck did I come up with that on, on the last second, right? And then there's other times that I am an absolute potato. <laughs> and I can't go nowhere. <laughs> right? So, so it's... So it sounds like you're saying movement is the most important thing here. Definitely. Always always be moving. Uh, even when you're stationary, when you know a guy's coming in your building, never hide in the room, think you're safe. Like you, you got to keep in mind that if, if they got a good PC or they got a good headset, they're going to hear your footsteps. They're, and if they play it enough time, they know exactly where you are and where you're popping that plate to because I've had guys look at me like, of course he got me when I'm popping a plate. Yes. Because I waited for you to pop that plate before I pushed the door. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, always be moving. Like when you need, if someone's shooting at you, always be moving, always get out of line of sight. If you can do so, that's whether tucked behind a wall. So that way then he's got to, he's got to move to, to get you in line of view again, or tuck behind a door or close a door while you're running out of it or jump through a window, juke left, juke right, do what you need to do to get out of that field of view. Cause if he can't see you, he can't shoot you. And genuinely most people don't try to wall bang because the damage ratio, uh, ratio, the output is just useless. Right? So it's like, unless you run FO, FO, uh, FMJ, it's, and which not many people do, as long as you keep them or keep out of their line of view, they can't shoot you, and they will continue to be the first thought process, get them back in line of view, get them back in line of sight, and then chances are they get tunnel vision, and they'll continue to chase, and they'll chase, and they'll chase, and then by the time that they actually like render and process that this is a dumb idea, you've already got three plates in, reloaded your magazine, and turned around on his ass. <laughs> right so always keep moving right but always be aware of your situation whether that's you have to go in one room slide out through the door use the door to break line of view or rotate around like in one window out the next window but always be aware of where people are at so like audio is key clean audio like i get it i like i like that you ate this gorgeous lasagna on saturday morning or whatever but um, right now it's final circle, so let's, lo- let's lock it in, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So communication and comms are definitely crucial, but as long as you got a good team, most most of the time things come together, right? And so, what would be like your tips? Like, I know you just went into detail about movement and like how like to get out of their vision and everything like that, but like moving around the map, like what is your recommended? style for that 
So I, I recommend the people to find find an area that is populated but not overpopulated but still has a lot of loot and guns or a lot of stuff available to the individual so that way then you have that advantage off the rip the faster you get to Lodi the better so like familiar familiar yourself familiarize yourself with a location that you can play in very consistently very fluently that you can know you can get your Lodi at you know you can get the buy very very easily learn the map learn the corners learn the cracks learn everything about it because when you drop there hot with the pistol is to make it or break it and i always recommend practice with the pistol the pistol is a weapon it is a gun i hear so many times my teammates oh i don't have a gun i don't have a gun i don't have a gun oh, I hear listen hear you it. have a pistol in your hand my friend like <laughs> do you know how many times do you know how many times i wipe squads with the pistol alone right Especially, especially the Diamati. Yeah, I was about to say, especially the, the Diamati. That thing is disgusting, dude, right? So, like, just just don't don't cheat yourself of learning, right? Like, I get it. It's it sucks and it's hard and it's it, and it's it's a learning curve and it's a and it's a it's a stepping stone in the process of becoming better. But if you continue to like never move or never hide, or like if you're always hiding, you're never moving, you're never going out, you're never learning the map. You're only cheating yourself. You're you're preventing yourself from becoming better at the game. You're pre preventing yourself from better better movement, better knowledge, map awareness, the sense of direction, how to use your guns, the recoil control. Because the more you use your gun, the better it is. Like I used to use the XM4, and I'd fire that thing like it had no recoil, and people would be like, "Oh, you got a Cronus." It's like, no, dude, I just play too much. <laughs> I just right. So it's like just practicing. Just, just practice, man. Like. Go out, get shit on, man. Go and get, go get clapped by a whole team. Do something, right? Like, like don't, don't cheat yourself of the, the adventure in the game. Like, the game is a first-person shooter. It's for people to go out and learn. So the more you do it, the better you'll get. Like, I was shit too. Don't get me wrong. When I first played Call of Duty, God dang. <laughs> but uh, even, even with that being said, like I, I stopped playing Call of Duty for like six years. I started focusing on work. I started to focus on my career. I said it was time to grow up, time to stop playing games. I just, I don't know. I just got to that stage in my life that I needed to get on the right road. And that's where I needed to set my priorities, right? It was my career my, and my lifestyle. And then my, my son came along. And when my son came along, I just didn't have time, like between helping my wife and taking care of the house and going to work, working 12, 15 hours a day. You, you just you don't have time for that. Right. So eventually you learn you forget the mechanics of the game. So when I first started playing uh, like on like Call of Duty and whatnot, I used to also play like uh, Tarkov and whatnot and play everything else, play a bunch of other little games, Tara uh, and like two dimensional builders, Minecraft, all that stuff. But there was a few games that I remember playing that were always inverted. You had no other choice but to play inverted. And I love playing these games. And so I just got used to the inverted controls. And that's what I started playing Call of Duty on. So when I used to drop 40, 50, 60 kills every single game, I was playing inverted. Up was down, down was up, right? Like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, fuck it. Fucked everybody what? over, right? People would grab my controller and they'd be like, "Let me play for you," and they'd go to try to shoot. They're like, "Oh, <laughs> I cannot right? play inverted at all." So kudos to you for that one. I've actually lost the ability to do it, right? So like, I I did it for such a long time, and I stopped playing for six years. That when I picked up the controller, I started playing a racing game, and I forgot to invert the controller. 
And when I did that, I got used to the up was up, down was down, and I got used to mechanics of that. So when I tried to go back to inverted on Call of Duty, I got wrecked. <laughs> Absolutely wrecked. And it was like the first time that I got in introduced back to a Battle Royale. Like, I've never played a Battle Royale, never played PUBG, never played Apex, never played Fortnite. Right. So like this was like my first battle royale. So I'm coming into it, learning the concept of looting, what to get, what was good, what wasn't, trying to figure out the guns while everybody else was running around with the DMR, right? You know? What a time to join Call of Duty. <laughs> what a time, dude. Back when they came out with that DMR the first time, oh my gosh, that thing was OP sweaty. Oh, dude, it was I, I I tried to bring the kilo and everyone was like, oh, kilo's meta. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And it was for like a week or two. And then I got used to that and I never leveled any other guns up. Because like, again, I was like a week into the game, two weeks into the game. And I just got absolutely obliterated because the kilo was useless against the DMR. Absolutely useless. You had to run the <laughs> DMR to, to beat the DMR. Well, exactly, right? So like I just got... I got wrecked. I, I would, I still to this day, I'll go fight a whole team and people are like, well, you're just dying. You're just dying. We're losing games because you're dying. It's like, well, I'm having fun though, man. That's the thing. I'm going out and I'm having a blast. I'm learning. I'm developing better map awareness. So when I approach this situation again, despite the fact that I lost the last time, I have a better idea of how it could play out or I have a, a different like idea of which, which method they might take. Cause like, again, everybody's different, but when it comes down to it, the basic human has the same process when it comes to like defense attack. Like it's just the way they coordinate things. So like, uh, like I said, an average player, chances are they're going to be four stacked, <laughs> right? If they're a bad player, they're, they're going to want their friends literally right next to them. And trust me, they probably got an RPG camping on the staircase. Um, these RPGs right now. Oh, dude, I just love them, buddy. Just I love them <laughs> like a toothache, you know? <laughs> I, I like using them, but I don't like them being used against me. <laughs> touche, touche. <laughs> Can I just say that you sound like the perfect, like, gaming partner. Like, it's just, I'm sitting here listening, and I just had, like, wow. You just sound so smart. There's so many things that, like, I don't think about or anything. And I love your positive attitude, man. So I just, like good job on your stream and everything like that like i think you're doing a fantastic job for sure i thank you i appreciate that i mean it's 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 definitely something that is uh is up and coming and it's something that i would like to grow in time and i mean i'm sure it'll get there eventually but you know when you work 12 15 hours a day trying to make a schedule is a little tricky <laughs> Exactly, and that's that's what this whole army is, is a bunch of adult gamers just trying to find the time to get some games in, man. That's it, dude. That's it. So, like, I, I remember playing with my buddy Abu, and I and the first time I played with him, I hopped into a game with him. I dropped 18 kills. He's like, wait, what? This guy's got 18 kills, and the rest of the team's got, like, one, three, four. And I'm just, just obliterating the lobbies, and don't get me wrong they were really easy lobbies like they were below 1kd average lobbies so like for me i play in like a 1 1 1 2 1 3kd lobbies and they're just demons like you find people that are like 1.5 1.8kds and you're like you know they're good players <laughs> so it's like to, to face these guys on a low end pc it's a little tricky sometimes you'll see in the stream quite a bit that i die to like the slimmer of health that they have left Despite the fact that I knew I shot enough bullets. <laughs> <laughs> so you brought up the point about kind of 
going after a team over and over um, and your teammates bitching about you dying, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> My question, though, for you is when do you think or, yeah, when do you think it's a smart time to just stop the ego push and just reset? When the When the disabled comes up. When the what comes up? When they disable respawn, because un until they re disable respawn, I will continue to land on your ass because I know that every time I come after you, I am breaking one or two of your guys' armor. So the third time or the fourth time that I come after you, you have fuck off or ammunition, plates, and chances are you're quivering in a corner like a little girl waiting to get clapped, you know? <laughs> okay. Right. So, even, so even if you're running with, say, when you're running that 2v2 um, kill race, when you're in quads and you're pushing with that other player and you and your other teammate just, or, you know, y'all keep dying, you're not winning. Do you, or do you still feel it's the same thing? Like, let's keep going in together and we're going to fucking wipe them? Or do, do you feel like maybe then it's okay to kind of reset? So chances are then it depends on, again, the people you play with, right? So, like, I still do kill kill races and whatnot and play, like, 2v2s with people that, uh, of all skill levels, right, of all, all branches. And I like, to, I like to encourage people to get out of their comfort zone and to push themselves that little extra. I mean, yeah, you might die, but as long as one of us stay alive, then it's okay, right? So if we're pushing the same team or we're pushing the same team, if you go down, chances are I'm going to step back right quick, take a breather, wait for your timer to go down. As soon as your timer goes down, I'm going to tell you to stay up. Like, just don't die. <laughs> That's all I need you to do for 10 seconds. <laughs> gotcha. And I'm so going to... You're going into it more strategical is what you're saying. Yeah, right. So there's there's a lot of thought process behind it. I mean, if you're doing a 2v2 kill race, the chances are if your team gets eliminated, that's it. That's when the score stops adding up. So as long as one of you guys are alive, you're fine. Every, even if you only kill one and you die, as long as your teammate stays alive, you just gain the point, right? And you also potentially weaken the team that's in there. So chances are if, like, like if you put two skilled players in the same game, if I down one or I killed one already, we know there's three in there. We approach from two different angles. We know that we can handle our own. Chances are in a 1v3. So when it comes to that 2v3, it's just that much easier, right? Gotcha. I mean, that that makes sense. Uh, I'm not going to lie that I, I do reset. I stop the ego push because I, I get <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I keep dying. I, I don't want to keep dying. And but I, honestly, that makes a lot of sense, though, because if if rebirth isn't closed and you still have that one teammate up and you're running separate in your strategy, then you can keep ego pushing and you're not going to get team wiped like we do with no. our strategy. Okay. Right. And th and that's and that's the thing, right? So like if we're doing two 2v2s and you're on one side of the map and I'm on the other side of the map, even if I get I get put down it's only pinging the guy that is with me and my partner, the one that's helping me attack the, the, the group, right? So, like, yes, you guys will show on the map, but you're not going to be close enough that they're going to get to you in time before we come back, right? You know, so that, you... that makes so much sense on why you should be separate. Not, I mean, not completely separate, but separated but from your team. Fair enough, right? So, like, I, I, that's the way I play them. Then, like, I play with some people. Like, when I'm playing with, like, Justice, me and Justice, we'll do dual trios and we'll, we'll double stack. 
but w that's because we know we can hand handle dual trios because nine times out of ten, I'm sniping. He's already close to the building. I, I get a pick. I snipe somebody. I put one down. He rotates in. He comes in from one angle. I come in through the back door. He gets another pick. My guy self-revives. I put one bullet into his ass to put him back down, and I take care of the guy that's over to my left or right or wherever the other guy may be, right? So it's it's one of those strategies today, boys and girls. There, there's there's a lot of strategics that co that go into it. And then if you if you do watch the stream and you do tune into it, you'll notice that especially when I'm playing solos, I will throw everything, including the kitchen sink, at you. Like stun grenades, snapshots, <laughs> fucking stems, gas grenades. I, if I got it, I'm gonna throw it. He said everything, including the kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah, buddy, you get in the faucet and all, buddy. I'm not dis I'm not disconnecting that one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, all right. So then you said once rebirth, ooh, once rebirth closes, your strategy is a little bit different when you're pushing a team and you might die. So when so, do you feel like the ego just needs to go away in that instance? So, so I'm always watching the circles. I'm always watching the timers. And usually my teammates, most of my teammates are doing the same thing. So it once they're like you're in the last 30 seconds, if you know that you are you just died and you got 30 seconds left on the respawn, you won't do the reach out because you're going to want to take this 30 seconds to get a gun, get some ammunition, maybe find a couple plates, get ready for that final circle because you know the absolute shit show is about to start. And it's it's a one-way trip and nobody's coming back. <laughs> now, right? So <laughs> I was going to say, I have a question, and this has been kind of a big debate with our group, is... How do you decide when you do get down whether to give up or wait for a revive? Like, what's your thought process in that? That's a good question. So it depends on the situation. If if we're four stacked in a building, chances are I won't bleed out if I know you have control of the situation. But if you do not have control of the situation, I'm hoping that you are going to take it into your head to try and take cover or try to buy yourself some time to get yourself out or do something to to keep the team alive, right? Because chances are, if we're in a bind, we're four-stacked. If he finishes me, he knows exactly where every single one of you guys are, what floor, like whether you're up, whether you're down, then it's just the process of elimination after that, right? So like for me, about, it's... Yeah, I never thought about like when you give up, it's basically giving away your teammates. It too. gives away the location, right? So like... If I know, so if I'm down and I know I got two people down and my teammates about to finish them, I instant bleed out. Like, I don't even let that thought cross my mind. Should I stay up? No, I bleed out instantly because as soon as he finishes one person, that's seven seconds off your timer. And if you're playing like early game, like early game, like first timer is like 15, 20 seconds. Second timer is like 25, 30. And then it slowly goes up the more time you die until it gets to a minute, right? And chances are by then respawns canceled if you died that many times. <laughs> right? So you gotta get bought back at that point. Yeah, you you got your eyes are coming back the other way. <laughs> I don't even think I've ever seen a minute. Holy shit. <laughs> right. Uh, highest I've seen was fifty two seconds. So Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the highest I've seen was like fifty two, forty seconds, something like that. <laughs> right. So it's one of those things that it depends on the situation. If we, if I know my team has control of it, I won't bleed out because I won't give the other team the advantage of knowing exactly where I'm at. 
because despite the fact that only one person knows i can like if i kill you i finish you i get all four pings of like or all three pings of your teammates on my mini map and i can easily like verbally communicate with my teammates say oh well they're just above us right then you do like if whether it's three it's trios you do two one split right two two people clear uh second floor like say for example we use bio we start main floor we kill one guy main floor two we all three go up the staircase two go two go second floor third guy goes up third floor the two people clears the second floor comes up staircase back floor comes in through third floor clears third floor if they're not third floor you instantly know they're on the roof if they're not on the roof they already rotated out chances are they did chances are they already ran <laughs> gotcha so you're you're giving up is also part of the strategy is what you're saying Right. So like if it's going to take you more, t more time to res me and it's going to put more pressure on you, I'm just going to bleed out. I'm not going to put you under the added stress of res me, res me, res me. I'm going to bleed out. I'm dying. I'm dying. No, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm, I already know that in like if we're doing a dual quads push, if I go down without getting a pick, chances are it's solo quads. Solo quads is a bitch. You don't want anything in your ear. You don't want anybody talking. You need full concentration. You need to be able to, to depict where the audio is going, where it's stopping, which way it's going, left, right, up, down, right? You need to know when the doors are opening. Listen to the sounds of when the door gets broke, when they're running through it, when this, the sound of the creak, when the door just slight, slowly gets open. Listen to the small pop when they pre-peak that door because you can still hear it creak like it's a, an old wooden door, right? So there's a lot of little details and aspects that as long as the audio is playing correctly, you can know exactly what's going on in your situation. I can tell you that if I'm running around downstairs in a building in living quarters and I hear you running around upstairs, I can tell you exactly where you are too before I even come up the stairs just by your audio providing that it is correct. I guess I should stop listening to music then while I play this game. <laughs> Probably. It, 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 might, it might increase the KD a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> might just increase it. I didn't even know you were listening to I thought you just did that for multiplayer. That's crazy that you listened to it during Warzone too. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. you should probably yeah, maybe maybe stop playing the music and yeah, yeah, you probably will get like better. Yeah. <laughs> So the nuts and bolts down to the gritty nitty, your strategy is throwing every informational thing that the game gives you into your happy sack to create your strategy. And Perfect. that's just it, right? So like if, say, say for example, I run through a building, I pick up a snapshot grenade. Snapshot grenades are great because... Whether I throw that down, like the first floor, second floor, or whatever. If I come up to a building, I know it has three floors. I throw the snapshot grenade in the middle of the second floor because I know it will ping you if you're below or above. And it will it'll highlight your exact location, right? So there's, there's a lot of little details that come into it. So like if you're camping a staircase, I know you're camping the staircase. I'm going to throw a gas grenade or a stun grenade or a flashbang, any of the above up into that window. Or I'll jiggle peek the staircase, you know, just to bait your ass out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's using using what the game gives you to your advantage, whether it's the pings on the minimap when you kill a player, whether it's you um, dropping the ego when the when the rebirth is closed, uh, whether it's um, using snapshots, it, it just it sounds like Penguin is using literally everything that this game possibly has 
informational-wise, and he's throwing into a strategy, which is why he is the OP player. And we just learned so much today about all of these different strategies and how to play the game better and what's important and what's not really important. Um, so, Penguin, thank you so much for opening up our eyes today. I really do appreciate it. No problem. I'm glad I can be here and uh, I can pass on some of the information that I've learned over the time from other streamers and other players that I've encountered. Um, it's definitely a learning curve. I mean, it's always one of those things. I never think you're better than everybody because there's always somebody that's better. You'll always eventually meet your maker. Let me promise. <laughs> let me let me assure you. Yeah, that, you, you're always going to meet your maker, especially in the war zone. <laughs> especially, man. Whether you could be 6KD, but I assure you when that rat's got two proxies sitting on that staircase and a stun grenade waiting for your ass, you ain't going too far. <laughs> <laughs> I, assure you. Oh, I love it i love it well penguin again thank you so much for for opening up our eyes our listeners eyes i i really think everyone i mean myself included we're all going to use this information to just make our gameplay that much better and raise that kd and hopefully we can become some sweaty boys um on the rebirth as well also if you didn't know, Penguin's a streamer, and you can catch him on Facebook Gaming. It's easy. Everyone's got a Facebook. Uh, just go onto your Facebook, and all you got to type in is Penguin420 Gaming. Simple, easy. Or if you want to chat with him a little bit more, you can also join our Discord because he's a soldier in our Discord, and he is very, very active in the Discord channel. So you've got two ways to interact with our streamer, Soldier Penguin. He is an awesome dude. We love him so much, and we're really excited that he was able to come on the show today and open your all's eyes. Um, but that will do it for our Warzone podcast today because that's all we talked about today was just straight war zone um it's okay yeah it's okay and because so many people are playing it so might as well talk about it um but we are going to move into our gaming news segment there honestly it was a really fucking boring week there really wasn't that much going on in the gaming news world um there's a lot of Elden Ring news going on right now, and we are going to be bringing on a guest star to talk about Elden Ring. We're excited to bring him on because none of us have been playing it, and he's been playing it for hours on hours on hours. So he's got so much information on it, so I'm really excited that we're going to be bringing him on the show here soon. Um, but this new character that was made in um, Elden Ring was the new spawn character. So the same guy uh, that brought us the Shrek character in Elden Ring has now brought us a spawn character in Elden Ring. Um, what is his name again? I got to give him his shout out, of course, because he, he's a fucking genius. Ultraman Ginga. Uh, thank you for giving me some content and creating these players because you're doing a great job, man. Really are. Um, our next gaming news uh, article... Xbox Series X controller update adds a helpful new feature. Um, so the new Xbox Series X, it's been a great system. I haven't really heard too many complaints about it. Everyone's loving the controller. Even Penguin himself, he does play on a controller, and he plays on that Xbox controller as uh, well. Um, but it looks like we're going to get a new addition to this controller. So on top of the addition of the quick resume 
the Xbox Series X controller is getting an update that will allow players to more easily access their favorite games whenever they want. So the new update is one that seems pretty long overdue. Honestly, I'm surprised that they didn't already put this in because I'm almost positive PlayStation already has this feature added on their controllers. Um, but the new Series Xbox controller will now be able to control players' TV inputs, which will enable gamers to simply press the Xbox button and return to their Xbox input. Uh, really great feature. I'm excited that Xbox is now finally bringing this over. I honestly was surprised that Xbox didn't already have this feature since they're pretty tech-savvy when it comes to their stuff being owned by Microsoft. Um, so cool feature that's going to be added for you guys. There's not really much else to that. Um, we also, a couple weeks ago, if you all missed it, uh, I believe it was level two or it was level three. We talked about the new Pokemon games coming out, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Well, there has been a rumor leak that claims to reveal details on the legendary starter evolutions and a couple other things. Um, now, this rumor was originally leaked onto 4chan before it made its way over to Reddit. It is still a rumor. We, we haven't gotten any, anyone saying from the actual dev team that this is actually true. But one thing that does hold true for 4chan is that they usually are pretty dead nut on these leaks. Um, they've been dead nut before, and they might be dead nut this time um so this post on 4chan i'm just gonna go over it real quick for you guys uh so the region will have two main schools uh that will play an important role in the plot depending on the version the characters come from different schools the main character school will have the professor as principal there will be two rivals one from your school who will be the protagonist's childhood friend and one from the other school who will be the main rival while the opposite school will have the villains as the principal. Uh, I, I suck at pronouncing Pokemon names, so please do not judge me for this. Spirigitu uh, evolves into a grass-slash-electric-saber-toothed tiger with lightning-bolt-shaped fangs. That's fucking dope. Uh, Fueko will gain a more serpent-like body form and will be fire slash dragon. The final evolution for Klaxi will resemble some sort of a navy admiral and use feathers as swords, and it will be a water slash fighting. That's actually really dope, too. I, I like the water fighting um, Pokemon in the game. I think they, they have a cool aspect to them. The two legendaries have an animalistic look similar to reptiles, but they are more abstract. That, that of Scarlet will be the fire slash fairy with the quad, oh crap, quadrupedal, quadrupedal posture with a translucent scarlet scales. The second is the psychic slash fairy with a purple and gray bipedal posture with a series of purple glass spheres along the back. Ooh, that sounds really cool. Right on. The third legendary is a dragon slash dark. This is it right here. This is my Pokemon right here. It is, it, it is a black wavering with red eyes and a bright red wings and he will have an ability that reverses his weakness and resistance 
that's fucking dope. I've got to get a Nintendo so we can get this game. The new mechanic will allow you to add new type or change one of the two types. Don't expect two radical type changes, but things like dragon slash flying, Grados with a stronger resemblance to the Chinese dragon, dark slash psychic, stability with round gems instead of the eyes, and more similar to an alien, and Comfy has the most predominant tail and flowers and gets the grass type. So there's a lot right there. Hopefully this range true. Like I said, 4chan usually is dead nut on their rumors about Pokemon. And Pokemon even allows them to be dead nut. Um, so hopefully this will reign true. Um, our next gaming news segment, Tiny Tina's. Mm. Loving the game so far. We, Hannah and I actually have been playing it, and we hope to be able to go over it soon. We're just not far enough into the game to really to give you all any content on it. Um, but Tiny Tina's Wonderlands fans want changes for the Butt Stallion statue objective. Seems that there's some issues going on right now with it. So with Tiny Tina's Wonderland campaign being on the shorter side, Many fans have made it to the Chaos Chamber. While this endgame content has been fairly well received, it's not perfect at all. By any means, it's not perfect. And we all know that. that that's what you get with new release games. Not everything's going to be perfect because we're all human and we all make mistakes. Um, Tiny Tina Wonderlands fans have suggested one way that we could probably improve this. Um, so... If you don't know, Chaos Chambers, the big thing about Chaos Chambers is collecting as many crystals as possible. Um, while you can kill powerful enemies and, and find hidden skulls uh, to, to up crystal counts, th that's the main thing that you're doing in these, is, is you're wanting to collect uh, those crystals. But another thing that you can do is to increase your crystal gains is by shattering dice. These dice are awarded at the end of the game or area, and players can acquire a second dice by completing one of the side objectives. Normally, completing these side objectives makes for an added addictive gameplay loop, as it can be fun to complete bonus tasks. So that's pretty cool. I'm liking that. Um, however, there is an issue. Um, and it's not the biggest issue in the world, but it's a pretty good issue. Um, so gamers are talking about an issue with the Butt Stallion statue from taking damage. Um, sometimes it's not problematic, but sometimes it is problematic. Um, <clears throat> so the, the reason why it's problematic is there is an AI enemy in this game called a Bloomp. Um, <clears throat> and the Bloomp's are massive blimp-like foes, sorry, I can't talk today, uh, that float in the sky. Once they're killed, they will fall down and emanate a cloud that does elemental damage, something that is shared by the variants of the enemy that move around on the ground. Not only does do these clouds do a shocking amount of damage to players, and it does do a lot of damage to you, it's crazy, um, if you walk into that smoke cloud, but... If a bloop lands on a butt stallion statue, the cloud will damage it incredibly fast, and you fail this objective. So one thing that players are saying maybe we should fix is maybe make that uh, radius a little bit smaller, or maybe make it less effective 
one player has even said just get rid of the whole enemy AI altogether, but I don't really agree with that. I think if we just kind of nerf them a little bit, everything will be okay in the world again. Um, other than that, though, does it for a gaming news segment. Segment, There's not, like I said, it's a boring-ass fucking week in the gaming news segment. There's just not much going on. Um, but we are going to move to our tip of the week because we want you all to stay in love with gaming. And if you're not in love with gaming, we want you all to fall back in love with gaming. So, Penguin, let's go ahead and start with you. What would be your tip of the week for our gamers? Uh, to be honest, man, I would I would say don't be afraid to switch it up, man. If you're getting frustrated with something and you just can't move forward with it, don't be don't be afraid to take a step back. You know, take a breather, find something that you enjoy on a gen, uh, general daily basis. Vibe out, get a uh, fresh mental reset, and find your love for video games. Right? Just make sure that uh, you don't let one game ruin it all for you. That's all I can say. That's a great tip because there there's a lot of games that we all just get straight up frustrated with and it literally makes Warzone. us not want to yeah, Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Warzone. But it does. It 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 makes us not want to play any video game at all. So that was a great tip penguin. Thank you for that. If if you're feeling frustrated, stuck or just fucking mad at the game, fucking leave it. Go play something else. Just just get the fuck away from it. <laughs> Uh, Hannah, what would be your tip of the week for our gamers? Um, I would have to say just finding like good people to play with, you know, like I try to do solos and I just don't have as much fun, I should say, as I do with other people. So if you're looking to have fun and just a good time, get a good group of people to play with is my tip. It's a good tip. And if you can't find those people to play with, join the discord because we got those people in there every single day. They're wanting to play games. Um, I was just playing some community games the other day, and it was so much fun. Uh, my tip of the week, hmm, both of them took really good tips that I was kind of going to use. So Jeez. my tip of the week would have to be um, play game. Don't forget to play your games for fun. I get it. There's a lot of competitive games out there. That's the style of the game. It's a lot of the ways that people play is competitive. I mean, I myself play competitively um, because that's just who I am. I'm a competitive person. But here's the, the thing. I may be pay playing competitively, but I am still playing for fun. If I'm not having fun with the game, I don't want to play it. So don't forget that it's still okay to have fun while playing the game. Have fun while you're playing it. Because I promise you, dude, if you're not having fun while playing it, then you're probably sucking. You're probably getting mad at the game. You're probably two fucking seconds away from sending your controller or your fist into your PC or TV. It's just, it's not a good thing at all. It's going to hurt your bank account. It's going to hurt your self-esteem. It's just not going to be good for you. So play the games for fun, not just to be competitive. Sorry, excuse me. But with that, everyone, that does do it for our amazing podcast. I had an awesome time with you all today. I had an awesome time with Penguin. Make sure... To check him out on Facebook Gaming, it is Penguin420 Gaming, not hard at all to figure out. He's on Monday, he's on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
um, all Eastern times. He, he goes on at a good time for you all while you're just getting home off of work or if you're starting to make dinner. He gives you that content to watch so you can stay entertained for the night. Um, so make sure you all check him out. But like I said, that does do it for our level six. Mm, feels good to say, man. We've been here for six weeks for y'all. We're absolutely loving creating this content. Um, we really couldn't ask for anything else. Also, if you all do feel led to donate to the podcast, please remember that all donations to the podcast go to bettering the podcast, bettering the Discord, and hopefully starting some tournament lobbies here for you all soon as well. Um, also, if you give a donation, we will give you a shout out on the podcast and any message that you write in there, as long as it's not dirty as fuck and childish, we'll read that out as out loud as well. Whether it's a shout out to your stream, whatever it may be, we'll read that out as well. Um, thank you all so much for joining us today. And I hope you all have an amazing week in the gaming arena. Have a good one, y'all. Oh, camper, camper.